I don't know how to introduce this story. Trust. Uh, we were talking about trust and how necessary trust is in the context of friendship and how sometimes that trust can be taken advantage of Father Richard. So there's your intro. Oh my. Okay, well, you you tell it. You tell it then, Father Okay, I'll just set the, I'll, I'll set the stage. I'll set Let's the stage. Go. So we are, we are doing one of our upgrade courses, if you will. Now, this is not an intellectually-based course. This is more of like, I guess you could call it human formation, like what generally falls under personal development for the sake of seminary formation. And this one was a trust exercise. So we are at a, there's a house like on a, on a farm property and it's late August, kind of early fall. And I am paired with seminarian Richard. So I'm blindfolded and now take it from there, Father Richard. So what happens is that I grab Raphael by the hand and I lead him through the farm property. There's like a forest area and all this stuff. And I'm supposed to take different objects in the forest and then place it in his hand. Oh my God. And so he's supposed to get a sense of trusting that what I give him is good. And then he feels it. And then we just kind of move on. And it's uh -huh. all in silence. Like there's no speaking aloud whatsoever. And so we're just walking down the path and, and I see this enormous slug. And so I'm just kind of like giggling interiorly while I'm trying to be silent. And then I just plop this huge slug on his oh, hand no. and he just kind of like crippled it with the slug and, and he's like oh and he just kind of fell <laughs> oh down to the ground so the moral of the story is even if you mess up once you can still gain a stronger friendship <laughs> wow <laughs> that is too good that takes a lot of trust <laughs> well in some weird way my trust was strengthened i don't know why if the worst I can give him is just a slug, then it's, that's what I don't is. know. I said the bar low. Well, how much more will your heavenly father give you, right? It's like yes. Hey, there you go. Now I hey, now I know when to add it in <laughs> to the homily. Welcome to a Pondering Heart podcast. We're two friends learning and growing together in our Catholic faith. We'll talk about the triumphs and struggles that we face on our journey. And then we'll dive even deeper. My name is Amina Morrow. And I'm Rachel Wong. Let's ponder out loud together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of A Pondering Heart Podcast. I am Rachel, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Emmy. Hello. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> and as you can tell, we're super excited because we have not one, but two fantastic two. guests. Now, I have to say, first off, you might recognize one name, but you're like, what? Like, why the different title? Because character mm -hmm. development. So, hi. We have <laughs> Father Rafael Silvino. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Great to be back again. <laughs> That's right. First return <laughs> guest and, and hopefully not the last there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're also joined today by Father Richard Conlin. Hello, Father Hey, Rachel. Hey, Amy. Great to be with you. Hey, Raf. <laughs> hey, man. What's up? <laughs> did you see that? Did you like sense the different oh, toning man. there? <laughs> it was almost uh, like a, hey, Raf. Hey, you're here too. Oh, yeah. You're here too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think more than anything, I just hope I don't get too derailed because I anticipate that this is going to be such a fun conversation. We're going to mm -hmm. be talking about friendship, which I think is such a universal 
topic. It's super important. As we know, like our Lord did not put us on this earth to live in isolation. We're meant to be in community. Mm -hmm. We're meant to journey with one another. Um, But I might be getting ahead of myself. Uh, So maybe before (laughs) we jump into all of that beautiful stuff, I was wondering if for our listeners, fathers, if you could introduce yourselves. So maybe Father Richard will start with you and then we'll go to Father Raphael. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in Richmond. Golf was kind of the love of my life for many, many years. And I had a real conversion back to my faith, as many people have heard bits and pieces of the story through my my own mother's journey, one of my closest friends. And I ended up going to the seminary at the age of 23. And I've been ordained a priest just under a year, which is quite amazing to say that the year's absolutely flown by. And then the assistant pastor at Corpus Christi, loving every bit of it. It's like such a joy that what I love mm. doing, I get to focus on 24 seven. Mm. Um, so it's, it's just such a, a privilege and it's good to have some, some brothers in arms. So it's always nice to have some time with Raph. So mm. I'm looking forward to what's going to be I'm very interested to hear what's going to be said from Raf for this podcast. (laughs) I too, in in preparation for this podcast, I have two columns, things that should be said and things I want to say. And and we'll see, but anyways. (laughs) And and with that, Father, do you want to, uh, I guess, reintroduce yourself to the people? Yeah. Sure. My name is Father Raphael Salvino. I grew up in East Vancouver, so uh, just... uh, I guess pretty close to downtown. It was standard fare to make jokes about Surrey, where I now live growing up, but God in his gracious providence sent me to the center of the very place I grew up making jokes about out here in the <laughs> suburbs, but I'm loving it. I'm at uh, a parish and uh, that's that's a lot of fun, as Rachel, you can attest. And yeah, it's just great. I'm, I guess, six months behind in the journey of, of priesthood, so pretty new to this. It's I was just ordained in July 2021. So a lot of learnings going on, but it is, I, I have to echo Father Richard's words of just, I love every moment of it. Mm. There's so much stuff going on. And um, not only in terms of what's going on in the parish, but in terms of what's going on in one's own heart. Mm. And like, it, it can be overwhelming in a good way at times. So yeah, mm. love it. Awesome. Wow. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, again, thank you both for being here. I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot tonight, but I, I truly do mean it. Yes. And mm. with that, maybe I'll turn it over to Emmy to introduce our icebreaker before we jump into the heart yes. of this conversation. Let's go. I'm so excited for this, by the way. <laughs> anyway, so our plan game for our listeners to get to, guys, to get to know you guys just a little bit more apart from your introductions. Have you heard of the newlywed game? <laughs> I think so. Have you yes. heard of that game, fathers? Okay, so I'll explain what it is. So basically, we're gonna <laughs> father off, just like shaking his head. Um, <laughs> so basically, what it is is we're gonna say like who is the better blank, and then you guys will say who is out of the two of you. Does that make sense? Yes. This was in an episode of Parks and Rec, I think. Potentially, was it? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, but okay. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, so obviously you both are not newlywed. So this is the newlywed priest edition this is just not so newly ordained (laughs) not so newly that's so much more better thank you not so newly ordained yes that was a really long way of explaining but anyway it'll make sense once we go through a few 
So how it's going to work is Rachel and I will take turns saying um, each of the different characteristic and then you guys will choose which one is more likely to be blank. Okay. All right. I thought it was in reference to, you know, Christ the spouse. So like the answer would always be Jesus. Oh, like who is the, you know, but, but okay, fine. fine. Who is always right? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) All right. Okay. You guys, are you guys ready? Are the fathers ready? Yes. Okay. All right. So who is the better chef? Hmm. Father Raph. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Faster chef goes to Father Rich. He is he is faster. Is that cooking? Like oh no, like, you've opened a can of worms. We've had this debate. The the, the natural oh. approach or the like uh like the protein shake approach. This is, is a dividing line in our friendship. Or perhaps it's reunited us. I don't know. All right. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Okay. Rachel. Okay. All right. Who was the better student in seminary? Oh, Father Rich. There's there's no no doubt. (laughs) I'm a try hard. So (laughs) I love it. Same. I'm with you on that, honestly. Yes. (laughs) No, but but you took you took good notes. To your credit, you took very good notes and you distilled. You've got Mm. a gift for distilling complex ideas into layman's terms so a good asset to have in seminary mm-hmm. super like side from our game big fan of your blog by the way mm. like father richard his like book summaries <laughs> yeah. so good. i saw it at a bulletin once at a parish and i was like uh, plug. anyway <laughs> we'll link that yes, in the show plug. description folks so. sure, yeah. we will we will okay. anyway third question who is most likely to pull off a prank successfully Father oh, Richard, uh, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to say you because I could probably win on the quantity of pranks, but the quality oh. goes to Father Rich. When Father Rich <laughs> pulls a prank, it is executed with perfection and precision. I have the greatest stone cold poker face, you know. So just a little a little side story. Back before my conversion, one of my best friends in college in California. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. the day before a Justin Bieber concert. So I posted on Craigslist that I had a ticket and I needed to sell it. And I just said, don't email, just call this number. And so my best friend, we're in class at 8 a.m. in the morning. And he's just, his phone's just mm-hmm. blown up with phone calls from people <gasps> wanting a Justin Bieber ticket. So oh, no. no. But I was able to have a I was, was able to like... have a serious face the entire day until I called him at the end of the day. <laughs> so I'm very selective with my pranks, but I, I can pull them off. I was not expecting to. Yeah, me too. That's amazing. I, s- I said pre, pre-conversion. Pre-conversion Fair. tips. Ah. <laughs> Salt That's Paul, right. you That's know, right. like. I love that. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, and our last one here. Who is most likely to be late or running late to celebrate Mass? <laughs> is this like i feel uh i feel attacked to your there... credit father you have never been late i don't go to all the weekday masses but you have never been late by the grace know. of That's god a... not not for mass the great thing about being a priest is that mass starts when you when you start walking down the aisle this is, is true. This like princess diaries like a queen is never yes. late like everyone else is simply early i was called a prima donna 
but but <laughs> um <laughs> no, at, at seminary, we would read the lives of the saints. You know, it's it's a good mm-hmm. tradition. Like before dinner, you would read mm-hmm. uh, a passage of scripture and then the saints of the day. And there's this one saint, I can't remember who he is for the life of me, but he okay. was always late for everything. And he uh-huh. died running to Vespers. So the evening <laughs> prayer, he got a like a chill and a heart attack and then died that same day running because he was late for evening prayer and every time this came up in the cycle the entire seminary looks over at me laughs because oh, no. I'm yeah I was always late and so Aww. there you go no no Aww. it's fine I have a friend in heaven who is a saint yes so. that's true that's true patron that's saint right. of being we're right. gonna task the listeners yeah. to to figure out who that saint is <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. amazing well thank you both for indulging us and also for sharing those stories and, yes. and i think it's very apt father raf that you had that story about seminary as mm-hmm. you both noted you're both priests in the archdiocese of vancouver uh which emmy and i are part of and we're so so grateful to have joyful yep. priests like yourself serving among us but of course like there was a um you know both of you had your respective journeys in seminary and my guess and Emmy's guess is that you both met there mm-hmm. and uh, you yeah. became friends. But perhaps mm-hmm. like I, I'll pass it over to you both to maybe share with listeners and us um, how it is that you came to meet and grow in your friendship. Sure, yeah. I can, I can start us off. At least my recollection of our first time we met. Uh, Monsignor Greg Smith at Christ the Redeemer has a men's group called Meet. So M-E-A-T, Men Eating and Talking. I love it. And there was one night that this is right after I came back home from university in California and I had my conversion. And then I walked the Camino de Santiago in Spain for 33 days. And I came back and I was pretty confident I was going to go to seminary, but I was also working as an accountant downtown. And Monsignor Greg Smith asked me to give a, a presentation to the guys about walking the Camino de Santiago. And so I gave this presentation and then I had um, this guy, Brandon Green, email me right after. He's like, hey, you know, my buddy Raf and I want to walk the Camino because we're going to graduate from university mm. soon. We want to do it as like a grad trip. Uh, can you just tell us more about you know, how we can do it? And then they mm. tell me that they ended up walking the Camino. And then it was probably a, a year or two later that Raf, I found out he was he was in a live-in actually at the seminary and that's when we connected for the mm-hmm. first time and I heard that he was actually discerning as well mm-hmm. so that's my first recollection I'll, I'll allow Raf to kind of complete the story and then take it from there <laughs> yeah then you reached out to me just a couple weeks before seminary began and you said hey let's let's go for a hike and like just meet each other kind of thing so we did the the gross grind so mm-hmm. Vancouverites there's that uh yeah, wow. casual hike I'm putting casual in air quotes here but uh <laughs> yeah it was good it was a good way to bond we did this hike together and chatted and um yeah so Father Rich you filled me in on everything I had missed from the retreat for those mm. who were about to enter seminary because I wasn't there because it was on the Camino but yeah mm. yeah mm. so it, it was great it, it all started with that presentation on the Camino yeah wow and then we chose our, our rooms at seminary and we were right across from each other. So that's, that's like as close as you can get to kind of, I don't know, roomies mm. as uh, possible. Yeah. It's, um, 
And so, yeah, we entered seminary at the same time. Um, and I don't really know what to say after that. I mean, seminary is so unique. You are living with mm. each other. You are praying a lot with each other, playing sports with each other. And it just, they, they say that seminary is like everyone comes in and just picture all these jagged rocks and you just put them into <laughs> a very strong blender and you just press on oh. and all these rocks smash together. And then you hope that eventually it becomes kind of smooth at the end. <laughs> so that's like, you know, and, and that's, a, it's a, it could be a good image of some friendships is that mm. you have a lot of things that kind of trigger each other maybe at first, but you have a common interest. So for us, like getting into the blender is like going to seminary. Like we have this common pursuit of being conformed to Christ but we come in and we're these jagged, messed up rocks. And then right. just like us kind of smashing against each other. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> literally on, on the soccer field and other mm. times just in the, in the life of, oh, whoa. Uh, <laughs> in the life of seminary and academics and whatever it might be. But I find that could be a decent image for Father Raffinai's relationship mm -hmm. and how like we're very, very different. And us intentionally mm. pursuing relationship with each other has has really kind of smoothed out wow. certain parts of both of our personalities and stuff. But that mutual mm. pursuit of Christ, like getting into the blender, has made us committed <laughs> to the relationship. Yeah, certainly. Like I've never, and I will never go to seminary. But I can, I can imagine that it's yeah. a uh, <laughs> it's a very intense and a very mm -hmm. intimate process mm -hmm. very formative. formative yeah great word emmy yeah. like it's so mm -hmm. uh unique to each person but you know that that blender metaphor actually like it's, it's actually like very apt and very strong in my mind where it's yeah. you know as you mentioned father mm -hmm. richard it's a lot of you know you come in as a, a very unique and individual there's a lot of differences that yeah. we all carry as people mm -hmm. and yet like you said there's like that common goal and that common bond and the beautiful things that are shared I think that only are shared between other people or in your case like other men who have gone through such a process yeah I think for our listeners one way I would describe seminary would be it's it's like an intense version of family life mm -hmm. the intensity being coming from the fact that your right. schedule is entirely synced up everyone's doing the same thing at the same time <laughs> whereas in a family there mm -hmm. might be the freedom to like okay so and so's off at work you know I'm here she's studying in seminary if you're really like truly of one heart and one mind and you're kind of forced into that with with guys that well I said this thing once in seminary and the guys did not appreciate it and I realized it was the word I said it but <laughs> it was mm. the end of the year and we're just kind of doing a little like gathering together and like sending off we're going to go our separate ways this summer you know see mm. you guys back in September and I said guys to be honest none of you would have been my friends and I would not pick any of you to be you my friends. That? See, I'm getting flack for it right now. But what the sentiment <laughs> in my head, it was like, in my head, the script was something like, isn't it beautiful that I'm in a place oh. where the people I now call my brothers, I never would have. You wouldn't have picked Had I said yourself. that, I things see. would have been a lot clearer. But instead, the first words out of my mouth were, guys, none of you would have been. <laughs> I don't no. know. It was just so poorly. Uh, said on my part and obviously 
poorly interpreted and then guys I just get scowls and that's kind of like my send-off for the summer (laughs) the sentiment and the intention were there that's so funny I would have never picked you to be my friend (laughs) but the all-important but but we're still friends and yet we're friends and isn't that a beautiful thing please stop staring at me with those angry eyes it's it's actually a really it's a really interesting insight in how like we see that Jesus can be alive by how he can bring certain people together that otherwise wouldn't naturally come together. Mm-hmm. Like just an insight about friendship is, is how helpful it is to be friends with people that are so unlike you mm. because you, you yep. just have a whole mm-hmm. different way of, of seeing life. There's that right. element of a friend completes you in, in certain ways. And so, that's something I really mm-hmm. appreciate about Raft is that he's so different than me. Uh, so we always have different ways <laughs> yeah. of seeing things. Um, so it's it's really beneficial to like mm-hmm. put what I'm struggling with to him and and vice versa, so that we can have different yeah a different lens through which we look at life. And mm. That's a blessing of friendship. It's like putting on a different set of glasses, different lens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very curious. I was going to ask uh, fathers, were you guys fast friends? Like, were you friends like instantly or like, I was just kind of curious based on what we learned a little bit more about you. Like, was this an instant friendship or was this something that you both decided to work mm-hmm. on together? That's a really good question. I would say first, like our relationship's really complex. There's a lot of commitment to the friendship just on a seminary level. And because we're in the same year as well, that just automatically binds us together in all of our classes also like similar ordination dates and stuff Mm -hmm. but it was only recently when we were going to leave seminary that we had to really come face to face with whether our friendship was real Hmm. or whether it was just based upon being in the same environment which I think everyone has that experience like you have certain friendships that are Mm -hmm. based upon the certain stage of life that you're in those can be healthy and good and everything, but like, can a friendship go beyond just being in the same classroom together? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll allow Raphael to uh, share his thoughts about what that was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, like you were saying, Father Rich, it could have just been one of those things where it's like, yeah, we we had a great time in seminary. Oh man, I remember that guy. Like we had a lot of fun, or like, oh yeah, he was he was a cool classmate or something like that. And it would have been that, and it would have been just good memory. And like you were saying, this Mm -hmm. is all of us have experience of those friendships, classmates that were friends back then that aren't now. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it really was a a case where we were in the same class and this is a small seminary. So it's basically myself, Father Rich, and just a handful of other guys, like two, three other guys. Mm -hmm. And we're going through the landmarks of seminary formation at the same time again it it might be helpful to think of a university degree at this point like you kind of graduate at the same time I think this was maybe like a week before the pandemic hit and everything was shut down Mm. we were having what back then was about to be one of our last meetings as like senior seminarians and so there's four of us with one Mm. of our uh, leaders there and we were just it was a real honest talk of like things you can work on and things that you are really good at kind of talk and Mm. Father Rich turned to me and in front of these couple other guys just said, hey, I, I feel like we have the basis for a really good friendship, but we need to make it intentional. It's funny because uh, wow. 
I was reflecting like this is the kind of words you hear in like romantic relationships like this <laughs> our friendship has a lot of like could make for a good movie like if you wanted to maybe turn it into a sappy kind of romance thing but yet this is friendship this is like an authentic mm -hmm. masculine fraternal friendship and even mm -hmm. there there has to be that maybe it doesn't have to be but for us there was that like in a sense father rich proposes like hey I want to stay friends and then it's it was up to me like do I Aww. do I choose to kind of like let him be a, like a, an acquaintance like many other friendships I've had or, or is there something more here and um mm. so there's that's the intentionality there that that father rich is talking about like the decision yeah so if you if we go by timelines here that's relatively recently mm. say I would say confidently our friendship has been better outside of seminary than it was in seminary hmm. we go from seeing each other every day at seminary to maybe once a week once every two weeks and yet hmm. our friendship is now much better because that day when we hang out is intentional hmm. it's hanging out it's just plain old hanging out yeah hmm. yeah you know when you're in high school and you're seeing all these people all the time and once you graduate it's just a matter of who you choose to stay in touch with. And I really appreciate how you, uh, Father Ralph, what you mentioned about how Father Rich, can I call you that? Is that okay? <laughs> yes. Um, now you're automatically you. close friend because only my close friends call me Yay. Rich. So <laughs> there you go. Made it. Made it. <laughs> Level up. Anyway, so I really appreciate the intentionality because I think that maybe characterizes a more intentional, like, friendship because there's actually intent from both sides to mm -hmm. keep that friendship and with that said what would you say is a characteristic of a spiritual friendship like a holy friendship in your opinions fathers mm. what would you say mm. what is a characteristic of a holy friendship mm. Mm -hmm. it's a really good question and it yeah there's a lot of initial thoughts that come in Something I really appreciate with Father Raph is our ability to do spontaneous prayer together. Hmm. Um, that's oh, been one of our, when I, when I just think about our friendship in the Lord, like we've had a lot of times in which we've just allowed each other just to pray on the spot, talking with Christ in a very free and, and open way. Having that freedom to just share from the heart with Christ in the presence of, of another, that's something that just stands out to me right now. Yeah, I have a real distinct memory of that where, did you just use the word natural or not? Or, or that's maybe the, the word I'm thinking of, like the natural ability to naturally go from conversation to prayer together. Mm -hmm. And um, per perhaps my favorite memory of that was where I had just had a conversation with the Archbishop at a, at a crucial moment of discernment and it just became so clear that christ was calling me to priesthood and um it was like like i had a difficult time with discernment like it really was a roller coaster for six years and this just felt like the roller coaster had just ended and uh, i was so mm. clear and so i ran to father richard said the full name there father richard's room and knocked on your door and i was just like hey it was like once and it's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Christ is calling me. I'm so certain of it now. Father Richard, you just said, you know, you put your hand on my shoulder. You're like, yeah, man, I had no doubts. Let's pray. 
And that was it. Aww. It was seamless because that the friendship was there. It wasn't like it was just the conversation bled naturally into prayer. And but that but there had been a, a basis of that. But yeah, sometimes it was, you know, learning to pray. We, that's what it is. We learn to pray. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pray mm-hmm. with with Father Richard differently than I would pray with others. But it's a beautiful aspect you've brought up of, of yeah, the, the ability to pray within a friendship. And what's coming to mind too, you both spoke extensively about intentionality and that really mm-hmm. is kind of that make or break when it comes to different people that we encounter and who we choose to stay mm-hmm. connected with. It's, you have to be intentional and put in that time on your side. And then, of course, like it, it needs to be to some extent like reciprocated. But there's also a deep level of trust that is required, especially for something mm-hmm. like prayer. That is in itself like, you know, praying out loud and being able to pray with and in front of and for other people is something that is so vulnerable. And I think that's that's something that's like really stirring in my heart too. It's just like how beautiful it is when men are able to pray together, when women are able to pray together, when, you know, members of both sexes are able to pray together and just like have such intimate union on that friendship level. How mm-hmm. did you how did you realize that, that was something mm-hmm. that was shared among you both? Yeah, I, I think it should be said that there were awkward conversations where you just have to say hey man what's up what's going on you know when you said that thing back there like what's up with that like just frank conversations and i would say to anyone listening and curious like how do you kind of get over this hurdle of awkward conversations is is in one sense you don't like you just you you be honest and you say Again, to use that example, that when you said that thing to me in class, like, what's up there? Are you angry at me? Like, let's talk. And, mm-hmm. and Father Richard was really good about initiating this. Like, I, I just say something off the, the cuff or whatever, because I'm angry or having a bad day. And then we would have a, a, a follow-up combo mm-hmm. and it would just be like, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. To what you're seeing now, there's a whole background of mm-hmm. having had difficult conversations. Again, mm-hmm. hey, I don't like it when you do this or when I do this, here's what I mean, but how do you interpret it? You almost got to break apart, like break down the mechanics of friendship here and like both examine it together and then put it back together kind of thing. And I don't know if that's making any sense. Father Richard, if you got something. Yeah, no, (laughs) that's certainly a unique part of our friendship is that we've had dozens of conversations in which, We've called each other out on certain things that we noticed and out of a sense of mm-hmm. care for the other person brought it up. It was an awkward conversation at first and then it ended in us praying together. Mm-hmm. And each one of those kind of binds us um, closer together. It's like that blender analogy, like you just kind of throw us into the blender <laughs> again and we come out a little smoother each time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, as Rachel, you, you said well, like, I think the ability to have that more intimate prayer together is the fruit of Patrick Blencioni has the term vulnerability based trust. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it is that ability to share freely and openly with the other person in what's really going on. And because you trust that the other will hear you and receive you and accept what you have to say and, the, the simplest way is just to actually engage in the relationship and err on the side of actually bringing up the awkward conversations. 
maybe that's like just an encouragement for people out there. It's like, how do you grow in a friendship with someone? <laughs> mm-hmm. Err on the side of actually bringing it up when you notice something mm-hmm. off in the other person. Mm-hmm. And there's a good way to go about it of saying, I care for you and what's going on. Because it is very rare to have friends that really care about how you're doing and mm-hmm. are willing to have those awkward conversations and bring up those difficult topics for the sake of what's mm-hmm. truly good for the other. So Father Raff and I've had, yeah, and seriously, like probably 50 <laughs> conversations where we have like, where it's been like, okay, let's talk, like what's happening. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially yeah. like in a time such as now, right, where it's so easy to sweep yeah. things under the rug mm-hmm. and for no reason at all. Like, I think that this this might be super controversial, but I'm going to go for it. Like, go for it. We, yeah. Like, we don't want to own up to our feelings or we don't want to own up to the fact that we actually do care for people and we don't want to yeah. say it out loud. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and I'm calling myself out on this, too, where it's, you know, we would much rather I would much rather like just pretend like nothing has happened. Or just ignore it because we're in right. a culture where we can just ghost or leave people mm-hmm. unread or ignore and it's fine. We never have to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a couple weeks later after like the news has flip-flopped a couple times, I'm like, oh yeah, like how's it going? As if nothing has happened mm-hmm. behind us. And all of us and certainly listeners can see and imagine that that is not a sustainable way to mm-hmm. live out your life but also live out and have meaningful relationships have meaningful friendships and I guess like that ties into like something that we note here about like accountability right and and I'm seeing a lot of that too and it's something that absolutely it takes time there's a lot of background to that um, vulnerability-based trust and just being able to grow in that and and also holding Mm -hmm. each other accountable as well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah interesting to talk about accountability I in my experience and funny, Father Richard and I will talk about this. We, we have differing views, but in the context of friendship, I, I think accountability can only exist. Well, no, we agree on this. Accountability has to exist with the context of trust. And it, it arises naturally in a friendship and in any kind of relationship, really, because there's the desire to want to, well, we all want to be better, but then also to be better people for the other. Mm-hmm. And so accountability, it's, it's often, I've often seen it presented as this like isolated thing, mm-hmm. right. but really it, it's a necessary ingredient in a, in a friendship. It's, and it's going to emerge naturally. Sometimes you do need to draw attention to it and say, mm-hmm. I want help with this or hold me accountable to this, or you point it out in another person. But again, it has to be in that context of trust. No, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, something that popped in my head while you guys were talking about accountability is that with friendships, like they're basically like the family that you choose for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like they're the people that you want to be in your life Mm -hmm. that you've chosen or that have chosen you that will keep you accountable, help you be a better person and vice versa. Like there's something so beautifully intimate about that. Mm -hmm. And we talked about like comparing these types of relationships with like romantic relationships which is kind of funny because I think they kind of share a little bit of similarities with the whole idea of trust and accountability and vulnerability and I find that you can't have a sustainable like holy spiritual friendship without those things some things kind of overlap and it's kind of funny but in any case for our listeners who may be struggling with this Mm -hmm. with finding friendships like this what would you say to them like how can you find friendships like this Mm -hmm. 
afraid of the Lord to bring someone into your life, that's a, that's a good start. Just mm -hmm. ask Jesus to like bring in someone that you need. I've really experienced that at Corpus Christi. I've asked the Lord to bring in people so that I don't feel like I'm doing it all myself kind of thing in ministry. And I've just seen an abundance of the Lord answering that prayer. And so, yeah, honestly, make that like a real prayer. And when you make that prayer also, yeah, if you, if you can pursue friendship with Christ as the ultimate friendship, then it kind of gives you freedom where you're not clingy to other people. Like it's okay if Raf and I don't talk because yeah. we're both pursuing friendship with Christ. We value the time that we do have together. And so, yeah, ask Jesus to bring in good friends, but then also make him your best friend. And, and then you, you have a kind of a holy freedom to, to have good friendships. And if it doesn't work out, it's like, it's, it's okay. Jesus mm -hmm. is the only permanent friend that will never fail us in any way. So that's always on my heart. Christ as friend is kind of one of the top characteristics I find of Jesus. And it definitely defines how I see my other friendships for sure. Yeah, that, that asking Jesus to send you the friends he desires for you. That's that to me, I, as you're describing that, I hear that it's the prayer of the childlike heart of, of the one who knows God as father, knows Christ as Lord and Christ mm -hmm. is good. It's, it's a prayer that leads to freedom, really. And it's exciting, too, because now it's OK. <laughs> who's God going to send me? Mm -hmm. um, and, and of course, we can expand this prayer to, for me, even like a prayer for mentors. Like in this certain capacity, I need guidance. You know, Lord, who do you wish to send? And he sent some, some unexpected but awesome, perfect people for exactly what I needed. Mm. So, yeah, of course, begins with, with friendship. And oh, my gosh, definitely friendship with Christ. Yeah, you said it so well, Father Rich. I don't, wouldn't add to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a beautiful prayer that, you know, we will spend the rest of our lives like truly praying yeah. because like our friendship with Christ never. It's not that like we never like make it per se, but even like with like, mm -hmm. you know, friends here on earth, you never kind of hit a, a certain max level of friendship. There's always deeper yeah. to go. And it's the same with Christ. So I love that if. And, and I remember, Emmy will remember that some former guests of ours, like they talk about it in the context of their marriage where both of them are, are running towards Christ. And mm -hmm. then at that point, that's when they realize like, oh, who is running at the same pace as me? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and just mm -hmm. how they're called to, to enter into marriage together. So certainly like it's the same way um, when it comes to friendship. And, and like you, you know, Father Richard, with Christ being the ultimate friend and, and the the only permanent friend, because everything else is fleeting and passing, and just how that makes us better, it makes us stronger, not just for ourselves, but those around us. And maybe like from here, like I might ask if you both could share, like just as you think about like this friendship with Christ, but then also friendship with others, and each other, I guess, like what it is that you've learned from having these really deep rooted spiritual friendships that's a great question well, I'm, I'm kind of i'll let raft go for it <laughs> <laughs> it's the sign of I, a good friend if i'm if unable to speak i just kind of look at my oh shoot well you've put me on the spot i, I only have one <laughs> thing to say I, I guess okay so father richard and i both come from loving families and so we both have good memories you know of family growing up and for me I always assumed that 
family, like literally my parents and siblings, like that was the greatest level of, uh, I guess, friendship or of relationship. Maybe if I were married and then all else was kind of like a second. Mm. This wasn't even ever explicit. This was just operating in my background of the, my mind and those intentional Christ-centered friendships I've been able to really be gifted by God. They've shown me like the there's a whole level of depth of, of friendship and relationship that I just wasn't aware of. Now, I have to be clear here. It, it's different from the relationship to my family. Like there's, you realize really like the, the heart is bigger than I gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. I thought all of it had to fit in this compartment, but you realize mm-hmm. there's all these other compartments and there's there's room for, for friends and uh, of course for Christ at the center and it doesn't detract from one compartment if the other's getting filled up, you know? So yeah, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really realized that uh, I'm in deep need of good friendships because my own like personality and, and um, weaknesses and things mm-hmm. like I don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. I don't have to rely upon myself for everything. Yeah. And to know that that's okay. It's okay to feel incomplete. And in feeling incomplete, you can ask Christ to complete you and in his relationship, then also send other people into your life that complete you in, in other ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, reveal the face of Christ to you in this journey on earth. So Father Raph in many unique ways does that for me. And so I really enjoy spending time with him because our personalities are so different and Mm -hmm. he can really come alive in certain things that I'm like, I really enjoy seeing him come alive. And and, uh, I guess that's something that is standing out to me right now. It's okay to feel incomplete as who you are Mm -hmm. and know that Christ will complete you both in himself and also by sending people into your life. So ask him to do so is a great prayer to have on your heart. No, I got to say, just that whole idea of like talking to Jesus, asking him to bring friendships in your life, like what Father Raph was saying is such like childlike trust. Because like I can imagine children just asking him, like, can you give me friends? (laughs) You know, like it takes that sense of vulnerability and being able to recognize Mm. that you need other people. Mm -hmm. And it's just so comforting what you were talking about, Father Richard, about being okay with the fact that you don't have to be completely perfect. You know, you don't have to be completely whole on your own. Like, of course, Christ will fill that need. That just reminds me of all the different people that I've encountered in my life. Like, Rachel and I are so different. Our listeners will know, as you guys can probably tell, we're so different. I'm very loud <laughs> and boisterous. <laughs> and I'm so thankful to have friendships like her and other spiritual friendships in my life that bring in different sides of me mm. that I would have never discovered without that. And there's something so beautiful about recognizing that this was all intentional in Christ's part. Mm. We were never meant to journey alone. We were meant to journey with each other, with other people, because all of us bring in a unique facet of the same diamond. I always talk about diamonds. There's something so beautiful in recognizing that. Like my mom always says this, the Lord doesn't give you everything. Other people will have something that you don't. Mm-hmm. You'll have something that other people don't have. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're all in his, all in this together, mm-hmm. as High School Musical would say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I quoted that. Anyway. Yeah. So good. Well, we've got Justin Bieber and uh, now we're quoting High School Musical. <laughs> all the references. I love yes. it. <laughs> okay. C- can I add yes. one thing? Emmy, you were Please. sharing about fear. And mm-hmm. um, 
listening to Father Richard and and yourself and mm-hmm. just describe like what it is friendship with Christ. I realized there's one aspect I, I've seen in myself, but mm-hmm. since coming to know Christ and since really recognizing Christ is the number one friendship, mm-hmm. there's an incredible freedom from fear in the sense that since I've come to know Christ, I can confidently say I have not been lonely, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. which was a big fear. Mm-hmm. I still remember the fear I had when I was in Europe traveling. And I had a couple days between when my friends left to go back to Canada And I was going to meet my cousin who was coming from Canada and I was going to be traveling alone in Europe. Some would rejoice at the idea. I was terrified. And Mm -hmm. and since then, since coming to know Christ, I've experienced isolation, like Mm -hmm. many of us have. I've experienced solitude, Mm -hmm. which is actually a a very positive emotion, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I haven't experienced loneliness. Like I can go for walks alone physically Mm -hmm. to all external eyes. I'm alone, but I don't feel alone. Yeah. And it's because I know there's, I have friendships that are based in Christ through primarily Christ himself. And so for anyone who's, who's worried about fear mm. of being lonely, I, I really think again, friendship with Christ. Yeah. As we um, wrap up this conversation, I'd really love to know your opinions on this. Um, why do you think friendship is important for a spiritual journey? Wow. What a good question. <laughs> hmm. Heaven is like perfect friendship. And so this is just the training grounds for heaven. <laughs> so might as well just embrace the, the setup that God has, mm. you know, it's like heaven <laughs> is yeah, the perfection of all friendships. Mm. And so there's something God has written into our, our human, um, I don't know, I guess our spiritual DNA. You know, it's not <laughs> good that man be alone. That's what mm. he said in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so mm. we have to respect that, um, advice or that statement of truth that he he said in the beginning to know friendship is is what we need on the journey to heaven heaven is just going to be so much better by the way (laughs) the friendship of heaven is going to be so good Mm. all these saints that we just look to you know Mm. it's going to be so amazing actually being seeing them face to face as friends Mm. in heaven i'm just thinking of um a quote from gaudium it's best Mm. So uh, one of the Vatican Council II documents. So Father Richard quoted the Bible. So good luck anyone refuting that. That's the Bible. Okay. (laughs) So you can't. But uh, I will do a constitution of the church. How's Mm. that? A a level below. It actually came to mind as I was just preparing for this. Of Man is the only creature on earth with which God willed for himself. And man cannot fully find himself except through a sincere gift of himself Mm. so look if you want to fully know yourself you're going to find it through giving yourself in relationship a gift of oneself Mm. any kind of relationship Mm. because it demands something of us and we Mm. find ourselves in that and and we we step more into the person god has created us has is intending us to be Mm. yeah it's it's a win all around Mm -hmm. (laughs) i found the most satisfying and joy-filled moments in friendship are those in which, or even any relationship really, are those in which you realize that you are giving. You are giving of yourself. Mm-hmm. You become aware of it, and, and, and it only makes you more joyful. You're like, I'm so happy to pour into this person. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, yeah, supremely satisfying. Mm-hmm. 
That's very beautiful. And as an aside, my microphone, because I'm small, <laughs> my microphone is like perched up on a Vatican II reader. And Gaudium et Spes is one of my favorites. So thank you. I really appreciate you mm-hmm. you quoting that. And that like quote in particular, I find to be so, so beautiful. And, and it's absolutely true. Like I, I think the more that we... We share ourselves, right? Because, and mm-hmm. as you you note, uh, Father Richard, like it's not good that man should be alone. And the fact that God has given us, as we've spoken about mm-hmm. in many episodes, uh, Emmy and I, but just the fact that he's given us so many outlets and avenues yeah. to really grow in our holiness. Uh, friendship is no different. Friendship with other people. And then, of course, ultimately friendship with Christ. <laughs> uh, so Father Richard, Father Raphael, thank you both so, so much for this. Like, I think that it was just really beautiful. I, uh, oh, yeah. Um, Father Raphael mentioned a roller coaster. This was a roller coaster for me. I was like, holy moly. I thought we were just going to talk about being best friends, but here we are. And yeah, just so, so beautiful and moving. So thank you both for your vulnerability and for sharing. As we Mm -hmm. close here, we will end off uh, the way that we always end off an episode uh, with thinking and sharing what is on our heart. In two days, I'm going to Chicago. This is going to be the first time I'm on an airplane in two years. And I'm going. I'm going for an eight-day silent retreat. So it's it's some serious, uh, some serious, one-on-one time with Jesus. And uh, I really hope for real deepened friendship. And I've been amazed at what God's done in previous eight-day silent retreats. So yeah. So that's that's kind of what's on my heart right now, for sure. I'm very excited to go. Mm. I am okay. What's what's on my heart? I've been thinking a lot about the angels and the demons, but in particular, the angels and my guardian angel. We're talking about friendship. I truly believe I'm in a a stage right now where there's an invitation to really get to know my guardian angel and to really entrust myself more to the angels. And speaking of friendship, I both Father Richard and I just kind of came across a book at the same time where we're both like learning more about our guardian angels and the angels in general. I mean, so yeah, I believe that there's a, an invitation to get to know my guardian angel more, who is alive, who is, who is real, who's yeah, taking amazing care of me. And I, I've put him to work mm-hmm. for sure. But <laughs> yeah. Father, I want to quote. I want to quote from the book that Raf's speaking about. This is Father yes, John Gordon's book. So Angels good. At our side. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I, yes. Okay. So <laughs> I just want to quote this quickly for you. This book is an introduction to a unique friendship, a marvelous relationship that is available to each person. Aww. The angel guardian, whom God has chosen to be your companion on the journey of eternal life, is a true spiritual elder brother and friend. Aww built-in friend father horgan he's a he's a wordsmith and it's a beautiful seraph's right on mm-hmm. point yeah thank you both oh emmy you want to share what's on your heart sure since they both shared about friendship mine is kind of along the same lines so i shared earlier before we recorded that i started a recent job i work at a tech company currently and it's so overwhelming i am not a techie person i am your like artsy fartsy <laughs> writer gal but don't give me anything that's technical yet. The Lord blessed me so abundantly by giving me this job that has been so great. And it's been such a learning journey and I couldn't have survived it. (laughs) I couldn't 
really move forward without the mentors and the friendships that I've made in my workplace. Like I haven't worked in person in like two years because I've worked remotely for the longest while. So meeting new people at work and at school has just been such a gift. And normally I am such an introvert. I, I would rather stay at home and like watch movies by myself and like being giving this um and the lord giving me this chance of like meeting new people and finding sides of myself that i wouldn't have imagined and being challenged and being supported in such a like stressful and challenging mm. environment has been such a gift so i don't know that's been on my heart lately just mm. being able to know that i'm not alone even in situations where i'm not comfortable and I know that he's placed me in this space for a reason and I'm very thankful. You know, like there's something so comforting in knowing that he won't put you in anything that you can't handle. And it's true. How about you, Rach? I'm sad that we won't be going four for four, but I guess uh, there is some elements of friendship. Now, quickly for context, I know Emmy hasn't watched The Office. I feel like Father Raph, we've talked about The Office before, so you've watched the office father richard have you watched the the american version of the office mm -hmm. excellent okay so recently i myself was on a plane and there's that part in the plane ride where you're taking off and the plane is is about to make it to cruising altitude this is wildly specific but we'll go with it and you're in the clouds and just everything is white and i just caught myself saying out loud i'm quoting michael scott here and it's like, well, 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 how the turntables. That's from the office? <laughs> That's from the office. What he no. means to say is how the tables have turned, of course. Um, but as many know, Michael Scott is not very good with his phrases and whatnot. But in any case, the reason why I say that and I bring it up is just because recently I was reflecting on this before I jumped on the call, but it was particularly mm. acute on that plane ride where I just realized it's like, I think a lot of different things that I'd been praying for or about mm. for a mm. long time in my own life suddenly we're either like manifesting in a certain way or like god yes. was you know presenting something to me in a certain way and it's one of those things where it's like you don't know how it truly is going to be until you finally receive it or you finally arrive at that time mm. and just kind of realizing that <laughs> yes. oh this is so different and yeah the tables have really turned or the turntables however you want to put it <laughs> And I just like said it oh out loud gosh. and the person in my in my row was like, did you just, did you just quote the office? And I'm like, <laughs> and I pretended to be asleep. I, I, I didn't, I just, I just like, I'm out. Sorry. I didn't say anything. And I just like literally like the rest of the plane ride, I'm like, oh, they're still awake. Okay. <laughs> Gotta keep pretending to sleep. Oh in any case, I think it was a beautiful reflection of just, yeah, like the Lord's fidelity um <laughs> particularly to different prayers and and just yeah. you know things that i've been discerning and and praying about so fathers thank you so so much we love you and uh yeah we're so blessed by your friendship and and of course by your priesthood um not just us but all those listening and and all those who you know and who you serve so thank you yeah so could we please ask uh father raf if you'd like to end off this episode with a prayer absolutely in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty Father, you are a good Father. We approach you in humility and in thanksgiving for this conversation. We pray that it may edify and strengthen those who are seeking and are right now calling out for good and holy friendships based on mm -hmm. your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. 
I grant that you may abundantly bless our sisters here, Emmy and Rachel, bless them in, in their endeavors and bless them also by attending to, to the prayers they have on their heart. Bless my brother Richard, Father Richard for his, just the, the gift of his friendship that you have, have given me and grant that all of us who are listening may be drawn ever nearer in the deepest friendship of all, friendship to our Lord Jesus Christ. And we ask all this through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you both. And thank you all for listening. Tune in next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to a Pondering Heart podcast. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Pondering Heart Podcast. Join us next time as we continue on our journey to sainthood.